Hey guys, Fabian Plateau here. Welcome to the Functionally Addicted Podcast. I'm your host and I'm uh, super pumped to be delivering this uh, podcast to you. And I just need to be straight off the bat. The, the title of the podcast show is called Functionally Addicted and there's going to be a reason why this show is called that. And I'm going to share with you in a moment my story. But the whole purpose and the mission of this podcast show is really to help you live a life and me live a life that is authentic, that is in alignment, ultimately how to live a life that's that where, where we feel purposefully aligned. Um, and that's, you know, talking about authenticity. Um, and right now, speaking of authenticity, I'm really triggered. So this is my first live recorded session uh, for my show, and I'm super triggered. I'm very dysregulated at the moment. And there was a part of me that wanted to do this when I'm feeling amazing and when I'm feeling like I'm in a great state. And the reality is that I'm not feeling that. It's been a super stressful uh, few months. Uh, and especially in the last few weeks, we've just moved home. We've got three boys under the age of five. Um, they're all on different schedules. Uh, and my wife and I are exhausted. There's a lot of tension and friction right now um, within myself. And, uh, and I'm almost six months having been clean, so not having uh, drank excessively, not having taken any um, heavy drugs or uh, substances. And, uh, and there's been a lot of stress in my life. And usually in these types of times, uh, I, I would be reverting back to some tendencies that I'm, I'm actually going to talk to you guys about. So I want to shoot and share that with you right now because I feel like it's important because it's really easy to do things in our life when things are going well and we're feeling amazing and great. Um, and it's really, I, I feel it's really more important to be able to do the things that we don't want to do when we're not feeling like we want to do it like right now, you know, to, to run a podcast show that's talk that's speaking about addiction, uh, that's talking about regulation, uh, that's talking about living a life, life in alignment and, and having authenticity, I felt like, you know, as part of me that feels like there's embarrassment, that I feel not worthy enough because here I am speaking to you uh, about, you know, um, how to improve your life and, and, and how to be a high performer, how to reach the next level in your life, and yet here I am struggling in mine. And so um, I wanted to share that and start off with that uh, it's completely normal to not feel normal. You know, I think uh, for many of us, including myself, uh, we, you know, we, there's this judgment, there's this shame in and around some of the things that aren't working well in our lives. And, and, and that's part of the reason why I birthed this podcast show. And so, um, you know, the, the, the ultimate goal is to, you know, speak about the universal truth of addiction um, and its profound impact on our lives. Uh, I want to, you know, candidly talk about how each of us grapple with various forms of addictions, um, you know, whether that's to devices, you know, whether that's to substances, um, whether that's to food, uh, whether that's to the pursuit of success, whether that's to, uh, um, you know, gambling and, and porn, um, whether that's to relationship dysfunctionality, i.e. addicted to conflict, addicted to the struggle. This is a huge one. This has been one of my addictions outside of substances and things like that that I'm going to talk to you about in a moment. Being addicted to the struggle, like there was this 
there's been a period of my life where it's like, it's good to carry this baggage of past traumas of dysfunctionality growing up, you know, the bag of excuses that I've carried on for so long uh, to that has prevented me from breaking through different levels in my life from, 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 you know, living authentically from, you know, having fulfillment. It's much easier being, you know, carrying the bag of victimhood than it is letting go of that and stepping into my greatness and stepping into my authority and stepping into my manhood. And so that's the reason why I decided to create this podcast show uh, for a few purposes. One is to reveal my story so you can see whether or not there's some similarities for you. Secondly is to help you uh, identify what are the things that are potentially getting in your way? What are the things that are that have got a grip on you? What are you addicted to? Uh, that is actually preventing you from breaking through the next level and having more fulfillment, having more alignment, having stronger connections within yourself and your family. And then also what to do about it. So it's discovering what it is. And then we're going to talk about about some practical tools that it's going to help you reduce uh, the grip that things have on you and to discover where they're actually coming from. So the plan of this podcast show is to is to interview uh, successful psychologists, doctors, trauma specialists, storytellers, business owners, entrepreneurs, um, all walks of life. I, I'm wanting to talk to you know any human that has you know uh, that has been able to turn their mess into their message. Or that is that is on the path of you know self discovery from you know going back and healing uh, wounds to you know to now uh, you know impacting their lives and, and those around them. So that's a little bit about the purpose of the show, and I'm super excited to have you guys here. And you know the interesting thing is that right now I've called out an inauthenticity that's happening in my life. And immediately that's alleviated so much pressure that's going on internally for me. And so I want to, you know, not that this is meant to be a coaching session, but I, I'm sharing that with you that if we can lead with the thing that is causing the most amount of friction in our life, whether there's inauthenticity, there's lack of alignment, there's lack of integrity, there's a blockage somewhere. If we can lead in with the awareness and the honesty of accepting it for what it is and calling it out, immediately it begins to reduce and it doesn't have this... <laughs> suffocating grip on you that it has i've seen time and time again in within myself of ignoring that 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 flashing light on the dashboard that is screaming at me for it to be seen and to be validated and to be acknowledged and then it ends up showing up in other aspects of my life i.e addiction so uh, really what i want to talk to you guys about now is 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 share with you kind of where it I suppose in recent times of what's been occurring for me and then and then I'll wind back the clock and give you a bit of a glimpse into my story. And so uh, I've been working in the space of trauma for the last seven years, I'd say, um, when I got into NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, but into the inner child and somatic uh, uh, trauma modalities uh, probably the last three years, three and a half years, actually maybe four years now. And what's interesting is part of the process was healing internally, and it's a constant thing. It's an everyday thing. It's not like, you know, you arrive at this point and, you know, the job is done. Uh, healing and embodiment and purposefully purposefully aligned living is an everyday thing. It's not something that you've acquired and then that's it. You don't have to pursue it anymore or integrate it. It's an everyday and every moment thing. And so firstly, I just want to to share that because for me, I achieved certain milestones and I thought, ah, my job is done now. I'm sorted. And then very quickly, I fell back into some old ways 
uh, and found myself with some other vices or some other tendencies that weren't serving me. So firstly, if you've been doing this for a little while and you feel as though that you're just, you know, it's not working, well, that's because it's an everyday thing and there's not this destination. It's actually about that journey. You know, as cliche as that sound, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Well, it's true in the space of healing. It's actually just about each of the moments that we have, okay? Um, so uh, let me wind the clock back for you guys. Uh, it's 2018, and part of my trauma journey was to uh, to become a facilitator in this space and to to you know to do to help others heal on their own journeys. I needed to write a brand story, and the brand story was really about talking about my slap in the face moment. And 2018 was what I thought it was when I was having a meltdown, um, pretty much a nervous breakdown. We had a first child on the way. I just started a business. Um, and uh, for the first time in my life, I'm a father. And at, it was at that point I'd realized I had no idea what it meant to actually be a father. And in terms of rule books or guidebooks on how to show up as a present father, I didn't have one. And I'm going to talk to you about my childhood and where the dysfunctionality that came from that and the reason why, you know, when I had children, I had no idea what to do. Uh, but I thought that was my slap in the face moment when I literally, you know, my wife and I, Jackie, were renovating our new home, moving into it, and I couldn't make decisions about what color cabinets we needed to choose for the kitchen, you know, what, um, you know, uh, what type of bench top. I uh, remember I had my friend Ben with with us and he's asking Fab, like, well, you know, what color bench top do you want? What, what, what cupboards are we going to put here? And I was literally like, it was like this volcano inside of me that was ready to erupt. It was, I got to a point of the inability to make any decisions. And I literally just threw my tools down, uh, started to choke up with tears and then ran straight to my car. I said to Ben, I said, I can't, I can't be here right now was experiencing a panic attack, overwhelmed, hopped into my car, went to the beach and, you know, had my head in my hands, bawling my eyes out. And I I could just remember all that I was thinking was that, you know, in my head, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck is wrong with me? And this message, what the fuck is wrong with me, had been a message that has had been in my head for many, many years. This wasn't the first time that I'd heard it. I'd heard it for years, especially after all the consumption of drugs and alcohol that I've consumed through my life, and I'll get to that in a moment. There was a big part of me that felt like that I was inadequate, that there was something wrong with me, that, in, that I was broken. And I don't know if that resonates for you, but that had been my story for so long. The issue was th this brand story of mine I couldn't release it because that was in 2018 and I thought I'd overcome it by going on the healing journey. But in 2019, I found myself in more trouble uh, with the law where there was an altercation that took place outside of a pub and, you know, a fight happened and a guy ended up in a really bad state. I was acting in self-defense, but the court didn't see it like that for its entirety. There was a section of the altercation where they believed that I was at fault because I'd approached the man to calm him down. They said I could have walked away without getting into the details. Anyway, the fight broke out and he ended up in an induced coma and he nearly dies. And so at this point, I'm trying to unpack all of this meltdown that's occurred and years of unresolved trauma. Uh, we've had our first child and my wife is now second with uh, now pregnant with our second child Matteo and I've already got a criminal record uh, for certain things that I'd done in my younger years and we'll get to that in other episodes 
But now I'm staring down the barrel of a potential jail sentence whilst we're pregnant with our second child, and this is in 2019. And so you would think at this point for me that would be enough of a wake-up call uh, to, you know, turn a corner in my life. And in in the circumstances of this altercation, it wasn't uh, my fault. The problem was that because of previous experiences that I'd had with the law, uh, I was too afraid, two reasons. I was too afraid to fight it. I could have. It would have cost it already cost tens of thousands of dollars to fight it, but it would have cost close to $100,000 to, to fight it. Second to that, my wife is pregnant with our second child. And if I somehow lost the appeal, uh, then the probability of going to prison was extremely high. And so I walked away with a light punishment, a uh, costly one, uh, but to avoid potentially going into jail because I didn't want that. And uh the the interesting thing is that you know again i thought that that would have been a wake-up call for me to be kind of away from any kind of friction but the reality was that it wasn't until this year 2023 and it's hard for me to say this because it's the truth and it's revealing you know something that's still recent but you know earlier this year um you know i had a really really big weekend with a friends gathering and uh it was after i'd actually completed uh, some breathwork courses where it was meant to be a weekend of relax. And instead of relaxing, I ended up out because it was a um, an event, a couple of friends, um, you know, uh, birthdays. And I got to the point of, you know, pretty much writing myself off. Lots of alcohol, drug consumption, to a point where it took me weeks to recover. Uh, and to a point where I kind of partially lost my sense of self and that was finally my wake-up call where I'd damaged some relationships because of things that I'd said or my behavior because I was out of control. And, and that for me finally was the moment of drawing the line in the sand and realizing that I'm not living in alignment. I'm not living with authenticity. And so I made a very tough decision. You would think after some of the events that I've had, it was, you know, should have been a, quite an easy one. But to show you the extent of how different forms of addiction, and this podcast show is called Functionally Addicted for a reason, it's because many of us are walking around uh, operating still and functioning at what would be perceived as normal. Like most, many people that know me wouldn't know lots of this stuff that was going on in my life. And on the outside, I'm quite successful. I have done some really cool things in real estate, some really cool things in the business arena, and I've got some great relationships with some great people that do not do any of these things that would be kind of confronted right now hearing this. But I think it's important to share because a lot of us that are functioning quite well outside, there's some internal struggle happening. You know, there is drinking more than, you know, what seemed as normal, two or three a night, 10 or 12 on a weekend, uh, 30 or 40 as an example, um, smoking more than what we should eating more than what we should, eating more junk food than what we should, uh, you know, um, watching porn and, and excessively, gambling excessively, secret, secretively. And so the challenge is that a lot of us, and I say us because I'm talking to me here, is that so long as we've got a job and on the outside we may have a family and we've got some functioning aspects in our lives, there's a part of us that always kind of allows this other behavior to keep perpetuating because, you know, it, in all of these other areas, I've got my shit sorted, right? So if I've got my shit sorted here or I'm able to perform at a task, you know, let's just say you're a great real estate agent, uh, you're a great tennis coach, you are a great, um, you know, 
in your career and your field that you've been working in for some time, you're good at what you do and you can perform that regardless of what's happened on the weekend or what's happened the night before. And so what, what happens is that it gives us this kind of like, you know, green light to be able to do these other behaviours and, and and they have a grip on us and that's what happened to me. And so um, I really want to sh- share this message and, and do this podcast show because I believe that everyone deserves the right to live a, a, an aligned life where we are able to express ourselves authentically. Um, and, you know, I call it purposefully aligned, if you will. And and more so than that, I believe that all of us can reach a point of being regulated, meaning that we don't have dysfunctionality in our life. And when we do, we're able to address it pretty quickly. And so one thing that can derail you for months or years or weeks um, may take now days uh, or hours or minutes. And I know for myself, given the work that I've done, I've been able to take things that have had a, you know, that have been that will hover in my mind and in my body for months into days, into hours. And now in many cases, there are some things that only impact me for minutes. There are some things that don't impact me at all, but there are still some things that have a grip on me. And uh, and that's just the reality of it, right? And so that's the reason why this show exists, to show you uh, what's possible, to help you discover parts of yourselves that are not um, attuned, that are not integrated yet, and, uh, and the structure of the show is going to be as such where I'm going to have a guest come on every month or so. Uh, they're going to be streamed live, uh, which means that you'll have the ability to interact with the guest or myself on this show when you come live, where you may have a question about that particular topic that we're talking about. The last one we spoke with with Dr. Nima Rahamni was talking about love, sex, and money and around the, the trauma that's associated with all of those three things and where it stems from and um, and the inner child and how our parents uh, unconsciously or consciously pass certain things onto us and then how that impacts the rest of our relationships, in particular with love, sex, and money. Awesome episode if you haven't listened to it. Um, but, you know, you can ask questions to, our, uh, to the host, myself, or to one of our experts, and you can get life coaching in the moment. So uh, there's a lot of free information out there, you know, on YouTube, you can research things, podcasts, et cetera, but there are very few that are actually giving you actionable live in the moment opportunities for you to reflect on something or for you to experience a breakthrough. So we w- I want everyone to experience a breakthrough experience. Now, the benefit of this, having coached in, in many different verticals uh, and having coached live to two, 300 people at any one time, the benefit here of um, being coached live or or witnessing somebody put their hand up and share a vulnerability, share a blockage, you know, share a, a part of them that they wouldn't normally share, is that in that moment of being them being coached, everyone that is listening gets to put themselves in their shoes to see if that part of the if part of their story is resonating for you, and if it is, that coaching moment then is impactful for yourself because you can then apply that and take that lesson for yourself. And so I'm super excited about that. Uh, this is going to be a game changer. And so stay tuned. Keep an eye out on uh, on um, on all the socials. Follow me, Fabian Pateau, uh, the Functionally Addicted Podcast Show. And, uh, and I, we can't wait for that. So let's talk a little bit about um, the background of things. And so... Uh, you know, I've spoken to you about some of the recent things that I've grappled with. Let me give you context. From the age of 10, I started taking drugs. 
I'm 38 now. So for 28 years, uh, I've been consuming different types of drugs uh, from chroming at you know, grade five after school, chroming with another fellow who is now actually passed away from a drug overdose who's been in and out of prison to smoking weed for the f- very first time at the age of 13, first day of year seven, to then smoking weed every day after school from year seven onwards to drinking alcohol from the age of about 13 as well and drinking most weekends. And so, you know, from the age of 13, uh, heavy smoking weed, heavy drinking uh, through till, you know, I stopped smoking weed heavily probably five, seven years ago, maybe even longer, to be honest. Um, And... Uh, but the alcohol had never stopped. There have been two times where I'd stopped for three months or six months. Um, and, you know, what a journey that was. And so, you know, you might be asking yourself, like, how on earth, like, 10-year-old? Like, if you've got a 10-year-old now and you're probably looking at them going, what the hell? Um, or, you know, if you think back to when you were 10, like, what were you doing? Like, we well, playing Atari back then or, if, you know, video games or riding bikes. And I was doing that, but then there was this other part of me that was getting involved in um, activities that weren't benefiting me. And I was actually looking for connection and I was looking for to do things that would actually make me feel alive. And so you might be thinking like, where did this come from? Um, And, you know, a lot of it stems from uh, unresolved wounds. And and I'm going to talk to you guys about that, but the inability for self-love and self-worth and so where does that come from? Well, it comes from uh, from growing up where you don't where you're not seen, um, where you're not heard or your feelings aren't validated, you know, in essence, when you grow up feeling like you don't matter. Now, I'm not sitting here blaming my family as an example. My parents did the absolute best that they could with the information and the knowledge that they had at the time. And I know a lot of us that are on the healing journey right now, there are still parts of us that are holding resentment towards family. And I know I do at times and I continually work through it. Um, But we, you know, we can look back and go, well, because of that person, this is why I'm this way. And that was me for a very long time. I was the victim and I was very good at, you know, blaming others uh, and for, you know, for, for all the silly things that I was getting up to. Uh, I didn't realize, you know, where it was really stemming from and, and how to resolve it. I do now, thankfully. But, you know, it, the the challenge here is that um, when, and this is what I mean by, you know, lo- loving parents for their capacity to give you what they could at the time. We only, we're only ever doing the best that we possibly can with the information that we have. And for a lot of our parents and their parents, and this is why it's called generational trauma, is because, things that haven't been resolved from the past end up in the present. And so when we've got parents who are either emotionally unaware, emotionally unavailable, um, emotionally disconnected, uh, emotionally unstable, um, emotionally suppressed, whatever you want to call it, when we've got a parent or parents who are dealing with their own traumas that have been unresolved and that haven't been identified, then it's usually usual that in times of stress and duress, these automatic behaviors will show up. And so in, in my scenario, I had two parents who did absolute best that they could, but unfortunately they were emotionally disconnected uh, and not emotionally attuned. And with that became uh, children who didn't get emotional safety or emotional connection and therefore seek it elsewhere. And in my case, I was seeking it through friendship circles. And of course, 
when you are in a place of vulnerability or uh, you're in a place of, um, what's the word, insecurity, you tend to find groups that usually aren't necessarily the best for you. Or, you know, birds of a feather flock together. You've probably heard of that saying. Well, it's true in the sense of, you know, um, high performance fields, usually all those same people hang out together. And it's the same in the space of, of you know, of trauma and um, and addictions is that, you know, most people that are addicted will hang out with other addicted people and and most of the bad people hang out with bad people and so on and so forth. A little bit of a generalization here, but I think you get the message. And so, you know, that this dysfunctionality growing up led me down a path of, you know, finding <laughs> colorful people in my life and I became one of them. So 10 years of age, chroming after primary school. And I stopped doing that when I heard that some kids at the time actually had died from doing it. And I remember my mother saying to me, hey, you know, never do that. That's really dangerous. And here I was thinking, oh, what is it? Like, and then she explained it and I was like, shit, because I didn't even know what it was called back then. You know, I'm 10 years old. Um, and so, you know, I stopped doing it after school. Gave you a massive high, I remember, but, you know, very toxic and, yes, it will kill you. And then, you know, getting onto the weed and the alcohol. And then I didn't get onto the heavy substances like, you know, ecstasy and cocaine and those things um, until about 22. I was actually anti-drugs. As weird as this was, I was actually anti-drugs from like anti those drugs. Still smoked weed, still drank. And my 18, when I was 18, 19, 20, a lot of my friends were doing these things at the time and I was fully against it. Anytime they tried to offer it to me, I'd actually try to fight them. Um, and then it got to a point where I had to see how happy they would be when they were out and how angry I would be when I was out after drinking too much. And I thought, geez, I, this anger that I'm dealing with is not working for me. How do I actually kind of resolve this? And uh, I ended up taking some ecstasy, I remember, at 21 or 22 and, you know, tiniest amount and it was the most amazing experience ever and obviously that led me down a path from 22 through to about 27 27 a good five-year period of excessive um you know uh drug use um predominantly weekends but i was you know spending all my money simultaneously holding a career in uh electrical um, working in mining uh in senior positions and so i was able to juggle both and this might resonate for you. You're a high performer. You've got a good job, but you've got these tendencies, you know, whether it's drugs, alcohol, the things that we spoke to earlier that you're still managing. Um, and so there was a part of me that's like, cool. And I'm doing this with so many different people of all walks of life or in very high positions who all seem like they've got their shit together. As the journey unfolded, I began to realize that there were parts of us, parts of myself that weren't, um, the, the needs weren't being met. And through the substances, they were actually helping me belong. And um, many, many troubled moments through that time that I'll share with you guys over time. I won't give you my entire life journey right now. But, um, you know, life was spiraling out of control at the age of 25 for me, which was 13 years ago. Uh, life was out of control where I either thought I was going to be in prison, I was going to be dead, I was going to be a proper high-functioning addict that's when I say high functioning, not a not functioning addict where, you know, can't work anymore. All I'm looking for is, you know, um, to, to get high. And uh, a good friend of mine, I remember at the time, Daniel um, reached out to me and he said, Fab, you've changed. You need help. And I, I remember breaking down, realizing that finally this feeling that I had within myself, 
around, you know, not feeling right, not feeling worthy, this what the fuck is wrong with me, somebody could see that and had the courage to actually tell me how I was actually feeling. And uh, that's when the journey began of transformation and it wasn't smooth sailing. It wasn't like some of these stories that you hear, this guy has that moment, wakes up, this chick has and wakes up and then fully turns up. No, it's been a perpetual cycle of unraveling, of getting derailed, of getting back on the horse, of suffering with anxiety, suffering with depression, suffering with ADHD, suffering with, you know, the comprehension of information. Um, it's been a journey. And but I did turn a corner at that point, thanks to some guidance of a friend, seeked professional help, knew where I wanted to take my life. And what's interesting is I didn't actually do much inner work. I did a little bit of counseling, a little bit of psychology, and then off I went. And I got into a career of real estate, became super successful, but still had a weekend tendency. But I had more money now. Um, my I had more control, but and so there was this false sense of security at that point. Ego was still very high. And uh, what was fascinating was that I managed to turn some of my addictions from before into the pursuit of success. I wasn't chasing success before. I was in good positions, but I wasn't chasing success and money. When I got into real estate, I noticed this pursuit of success champion through me. And it was all about making money and it was all about being the best. And, um, you know, four or five years into real estate, I, I burnt out, literally burnt out working massive hours. I, I lost connection with myself. And, um, and again, this whole journey of, you know, spiraling uh, hit me again when I thought I'd cleared most of the work, it came back and I'd realized that I'd only touched the surface. And so uh, I'm sharing this story with you guys and hopefully some of this is resonating for you in and around, you know, the different variations of addiction and how, you know, we turn one corner, but then we come up with a roadblock. But what I've learned is that these roadblocks, uh, you know, depending on how we view them and for a lot of the times I saw I was the victim when these roadblocks would occur, but we have an opportunity to see them as stepping stones, but there is work required to be able to see the block turn into the stepping stone to help you elevate and get to the next level. And that's the reason why I've decided to create this show is to, is to show you these roadblocks that you have right now, these internal struggles, this disconnection that you're experiencing, this uh, lack of ability for you to feel um, you know, grateful, this lack of ability for you to maintain happiness, this lack of ability for you to remain present, uh, it, it, there's a possibility for you to, to be able to experience purposefully, purposeful living, to be in alignment, to be regulated, to be connected, and to overcome these obstacles like I've had to over the time, and I still am. And so this is the, the, the essence of the show, and, uh, and um, you know, I'm pumped. I'm pumped because it's talking about living authentically and living in alignment. I've been wanting to do this for years because the, of the dysfunctional, the dysfunctionality that I grew up in and the trauma experienced through my childhood into my adolescent years, into my adult years, and even until now, there's a message here. And, and I want to show you that your mess can become your message. And so in, in future episodes, I'm going to peel back some of the layers in and around what was happening um, in my childhood that led me to these things. Um, but I want to share with you that if you're listening right now because you're experiencing some discontent in your life, you've got some relationship struggles, uh, you're not progressing in your career, 
you are maybe successful right now, but you don't feel like you're abundant. You're not actually that you're struggling with gratitude with your success. Like you've got money, you've got some fame, you've got, you've got everything, but there still feels like there's something missing or you're just lacking contentment. You're, uh, you're, you're struggling with different forms of addictions. Like you can see it in front of you, you know, you're drinking more than what you should. You're smoking more than what you should, but you just can't stop that feeling, that urge, that desire, then stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast because we're going to be peeling back all the layers on this stuff. Uh, we're going to be going deep. There's going to be raw, authentic conversations around it where, you know, we're going to normalize the conversation around addiction, uh, you know, whether you're stuck with social media and switching off, whether you're, you've got conflict with your children, you've got conflict with your parents, you've got conflict with a partner, previous partners, you know, your relationship dynamics are falling apart. Then we're going to peel all these layers back uh, we're going to get to the core root of the issues and uh, we're going to give you some frameworks, some strategies and some tools to to adopt and to explore. And, and, I'm, and I'm pumped. As I said, I'm really, really pumped because this is my life's message and this is my meaning and I'm stepping into my alignment, which comes with a whole bunch of fear, doubt, uncertainty. Uh, and, you know, the louder that gets, the louder that voice gets, the more I know that this is the work that I need to be doing. And I hope that can resonate for you. The louder that voice in your head gets, then the more meaning there is to uh, the path that you're actually destined for. And that doesn't matter how hard it is for you right now, there is always a way out so long as you're prepared to look for it. And so, guys, uh, that is episode one. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Big love.